podcast for january 2nd 2022 and how you doing fam i say how are you doing i hope you are out there having a beautiful second day of a brand new year you were blessed enough to see this and that's uh that's not a small feat especially with everything that's going on you know in the world and whatnot second day in y'all i'm gonna tell y'all everything you read every piece of film or magazine, book, even the websites you go to. Every piece of media that's produced has three functions. All right. One is to inform or entertain or persuade. Everything falls in one of those three categories, you know, and I think it's up to us to figure out which one we, we which, which, avenue we put it in you know uh your social media it can't inform you about what your friends are doing or things going on relevant to you uh it can persuade you into believing certain things or most of the time it makes you believe what you already believe it kind of just reinforces that or it can persuade you it can persuade you to be a better person potentially it can persuade you that you're not living up to your potential. You know, if you look at things in that light, like the TV shows you watch, you don't have to hark on it, but it's just something to kind of, it's just something to think about. I just want to grow on. You dig what I'm saying? All right. So I've said that to also say, like, I like to think this is an entertainment. I like maybe I inform you a little bit. And I really hope I don't persuade you. If I do, I hope I'll persuade you to be a better person. All right? Um, when it comes to comedy, I'm not going to say this is quote-unquote comedy. It's, you know, just my little thoughts. But when it comes to comedy, you have typically three types of comedians, right? Or it's, yeah, you can say three types of comedians. There's also a spectrum, but... All right, so... You got like the cool guy, right? I kind of think when I think of the cool guy, I think of mm, Kevin Hart. I think of uh, Eddie Murphy, like 1980s raw and delirious Eddie Murphy, like the popular guy, you know? And then you have like the self-deprecating funny man. And they tend to be the butt of the jokes. You think it more like uh, your Dick Van Dyke's tripping over stuff. Jack Ritter and Therese Company, they don't mind being the butt of the joke. Even Robert, not Robert Downey Jr., um, uh, the old man, hey, I get no respect over here, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Like, but even that is an art, you know? And the third one is the, the person who finds the absurd hilarious. Like, uh, you think you're Andy Kaufman's, um, Larry David, he's a contemporary of that kind of style, you know. Um, the absurdity of it all, like to exist is, it's, it's what you make of it, you know. Um, a lot of people tell me things like, oh, well, you should do. Oh, and then you have the, a good comedian can run the line, you know. You can be the butt of the joke, but you can also be the one telling the joke. You can see how absurd it is, and you bring that to light. Um, Dave Chappelle, good one, you know. He can be the butt of the joke, but it's told through his lens. Anyway, I say this because I get a lot of people tell me certain things uh, about the show, and I, I appreciate them. I appreciate all, but a lot of those things run contradictory to what someone else said. The one thing that someone loves is the other thing someone can't hate, vice versa. Never mind. Let's keep the show going. All right, so... January 1st, New Year's Day, the start of a brand new year. I'm 
driving down the street, right? It's a little winter wonderland outside. I see a guy. Um, I see a guy. I can't reach because he's walking away from me. I'm driving up the street. He's walking in the same direction, so I can't really make him out. But he's got on the cool clothes, the cool guy clothes. You know, like the skinny jeans that not really skinny. The kind of they they're fashionable. He's a fashionable guy, right? He's got a jacket on. <laughs> he has a hat on. And I see him walking. It looks like a fat dog. I see a leash, right? And I, it's like a really fat dog, almost round. So as I'm driving down the street, I get close to him. And the closer I get, I realize the leash is on It's on a, a, a luggage, like a little squat, like little luggage thing. I don't know what you call them, the, 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 the bags that you that you can roll through the airport and kids put, they put their books in them, what, backpacks? Yeah, but it's it's a small one. Anyway, it's on the side and it's rolling. And I'm sitting there watching him, making these little tracks through the snow and he's walking on the street. And I was like, wow, you got kicked out January 1st, 2022. Like, this is how you start off your year. Like, wow. Like, how does that happen? And then I started thinking, like, because it was early, too. So what did you do New Year's Eve that your woman let you sleep, wake you up? She she, she must have been a grown woman. And the, the guy, he was wearing the cool clothes. was quite accepted when I drove up on him. He was an older guy. He had, like, a great beard. So he was old enough to know better. So whatever he did, they was listening to Alan Green playing cards. And I, maybe, you know, his woman told him it's time to go to bed. He won't shot in front of the crew. She's like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's okay. Because, you know, that's what grown women do. She probably could spend some grits. You know, probably have some black eyed peas that night. But he won't act up. Yeah, my man was willing that bag early 2022. So what I'm saying is it could always be worse, y'all. It could always be worse. Couple, well, I guess it must have been a couple months ago, because this was like in November 2021, way back in the day, right? We on 2022, newer and better, right? So I was going to the gas station, and um, you know, I, well, I don't know where you live at, but in the hood, you know, you got these small promoters, and they promote certain things. You might have a poetry night, you might have, you know, some kind of club situation. Well. Right in my eye length, I'm not, not length, but eye height. So as I'm walking in the gas station, I see a sign, but I can't read it because it's just like a, a flyer for something, but it's facing the opposite way. So as I come out the door, I see something, y'all. It's like four or five video vixens, right? They own this flyer. And, you know, they all in the provocative poses and whatnot. And it says, Turkey Twerk 2021. And I guess along the lines of like, uh, doing the Thanksgiving holiday, come see the baddest chicks, Miss, um, you know, I don't know the nasty names, whatever. They, they over stripping. Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving weekend. My thing is this, y'all. Like, if you're a stripper, right? Who goes to see a stripper? On the Thanksgiving weekend, that's a time for family and friends. You over there throwing crumpled up ones at a 19, 20, 21 year old, 25 year old, whatever. And then I start thinking, what kind of woman works at a strip club on Thanksgiving? I mean, I know they talk about breast and thighs and stuff, but you you giving out the leg. Ain't no gravy. You know, sop, sopping this one up with the biscuit. But honestly, if I was a strip club promoter, Maybe for that night, maybe you wouldn't be uh, Mercedes. You know, like I would make it. <laughs> I would make it like the Thanksgiving dishes. You know what I'm saying? And now coming to the stage, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. She'd probably be a heavy set white woman because she's lumpy. You know, I don't know. And maybe, oh, hope y'all say room for sweet potato pie. You know what I'm saying? Have me a little sweet potato pie running around there. Some redhead girl probably called. And next coming to the stage, cranberry sauce, not from the pan. You know, that I would have fun with it. You know, if you're going to be out there. But let's be real. Thanksgiving is about eating. You know, you eat the food, you get the itis. So you got old sugar daddies, maybe the brother walking his, his luggage like a pet. You know, he's sitting there, just want a place to warm up. You know, maybe that's why he got kicked out in 2022. Who knows? But... You know, you sitting there with a crumpled 
handful of ones and you falling asleep. And the stripper, she just got finished eating dinner with the family before she came out the strip. So she over there doing the, 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 the wop, bop, blue bop, blah, bamboo and shaking it. You think she ain't gonna let no gas on? Let no gas out? She's sitting there with a G-string on, so ain't no cotton, ain't no gene material to absorb that, that stuff and funk. You know what I'm saying? I digress. I mean, maybe they got to make lives and stuff, and you got to strip for Thanksgiving to, to you know, get the gifts on Christmas, you know? I will say this. I find myself every year, no, I'm sorry, every week, every week or something, I'm reading something new on the internet, so I have to Google it so I can be up and know what's going on. Not the cool stuff, you know. Not every now and then something, you know, like they, the kids say, I K Y. Wait a minute. If you know, you know. So what's that? I K Y. If you. I Y K, if you know. You know. Y K. Oh, one more time. One more time. Let me try again. I Y K. YK, if you know, you know. Yeah, okay, yeah. So people put that on there. If you know, you know. Well, I saw a lady. She was, it was on the Instagrams. I'm scrolling it, and I see her. She's holding a new baby. And um, she says she got a push gift. So, of course, I minimize that screen, open up Google, said push gift meaning, right? Hold on, where's my phone at? Because I can tell y'all what it said. Now, this, this, was, this blew me away. Hold on. Um, I should have had this lower though. If you hear the little clickety clacks in the back, that's uh, that's my little, that's my little ebony. And if you hear the little giggles, that's my daughter Zion. All right, let's see. Push gift. Uh, push gift. Cause this blew me out the water. It's not like mind bending, but and look at me misspelling gift. All right, <laughs> meaning. Push gift meaning. Okay, a push gift is a present a partner or family gives to the mother to mark the occasion of her giving birth to their child. In practice, the present may the present may be given before or after the birth or even in the delivery room. The giving of the push gift presents has supposedly grown in the United States in recent years. So the young lady, she you know she had a baby and she was like she got a gift. I didn't know that, that was a thing. You know, and what's what's really what's a what's an appropriate gift? Because I know there's some. I did the demographics on my show, so um, I think my average listener between 35 and 44, something like that. So most of y'all had kids, kids. You know what I'm saying? So you got your legs in the stirrup. You know, some of y'all old school. Y'all didn't had the, the epidurals and whatnot. Some of it wasn't around for some of y'all, right? You got your legs in the stirrup. And like 11 hours of, of labor, you know, you pushing, you pushing, and all this other type of stuff. I also got some younger listeners, so we're not gonna get vulgar, but you know, what, what, what am I supposed to give you? I mean, I know you're pushing life, right? Life is coming through your womb, you know, ain't gonna never be the same. But that's that's what it is. It's the price of making people, right? What do I give you? Like, if, if we're married, you got a ring, and if you're not married, I probably should propose. Before you end up in this precarious situation, not the pregnancy, just you, you know, you hoo ha's out and hoo ha. I got you all in check. Um, I think the young lady, if I'm not mistaken, either she got a ring or or car keys, one or two. But there's not a lot of things you should be giving people, you know, when they when they're vulnerable like that. Like imagine somebody giving you a gift, a surprise birthday gift while you're on the toilet. You know what I'm saying? You just as vulnerable. You know, like what do I what do I do? If it ain't a roll of toilet paper, I don't want it. So there's that. Um I <laughs> I was on my porch, as old men often do, and I was just taking in the vibe, you know, it was cold, but it was, it was a nice crisp. Matter of fact, cousin Jay came in town, that's why I was on the porch. Me and cousin Jay was sitting in the in the cold air, because apparently cold air killed corona, you know, or Omicron. <laughs> And um, her little kid across the street couldn't have been no more like six or seven. Little kid's like, Draco, 
here, Draco. Come here, baby, Draco. Well, for y'all that don't know, Draco is like a cool gun now. Like when, when we was kids, you know, the assault rifle was an AK-47. You know, Draco, this thing looked like something on Schwarzenegger had in that Mission to Mars movie and stuff. So they had like a little baby pit bull, and the pit bull was called Draco. So the little pit bull was out there, like, come on, Draco, come on, baby Draco. Look, a cute little puppy, you know. But these little kids always screaming Draco, right? And then I'm not knocking nobody's parenting style, but um, it's a bunch of kids. And the guy, he's got like pit bulls. Every time I see him, he's got a 300C. I think that's what it's called. The, the one that looks like the Bentley, the one that Cat Williams made the jokes about. That ain't no phantom. <laughs> um, He's always fixing on that. And he's always got a new port hanging out his mouth. So a little hood, you know. But I think the things that we say to our kids, even so much as naming a pet. So I'm pretty sure the kid, the little girl they want to name the dog, Draco, that's just some cool older hood stuff, you know. The kid probably wanna name him Pegasus. Or, that's probably old too. Probably wanted to name him, you know. Loquacious. No, wait a minute. What the, what are the kids? I don't even know what the kids watch on the sprinkles. TV. Yeah, sprinkles. You know, call them sprinkles or something. And they're like, no, nah, man, we go. <laughs> well, we go. Once you get pregnant, have the puppies. We go go trickle. Because he fall off. You know, something like that. I don't know. But childhood is a, is a good time. Right. Some of our best memories. When you were a kid. And I think when we get older, we always. We always kind of go back to them days, you know? But I think about like people who child celebrities. I don't think a lot of grown-ups can handle celebrity, being a celebrity, or famous, or popular. But then you put that on a channel. Like when you're eight, six, seven, eight, nine, let's say you're on a TV show, right? The one years or what's that boy name? Urkel. You know, no, no, not Urkel. Uh, Lil Bow Wow. You know, I know they call him what? Shad Moss now. You know, Chad Moss? Shad. Whatever. He was Lil Bow Wow. He was nine years old. He had platinum albums and they even did the show, the MTV show, uh, MTV Cribs. And he ain't even hit puberty yet. He's like, he's coming, look at my house. You know, he's showing all the mansions. He got these cars. He's like, I ain't going to drive yet. You ain't doing it like me. You a failure as an adult. You know what I'm saying? He had a little hair and stuff. He was on tour and everything. And then what did he kind of transition into being a teenage heartthrob, right? Let me hold you. He had that song. And, and then you get used to things. Like, you know, if you grew up famous, no one tells you no. You know, that's not a word you hear very often. And then as you, you know, he transitioned to the weird aqua stage, you know? You know, Urkel had that awkward stage. He was cute. And I ain't doing that. You know, he did that when he was six, seven. And now he's 17, man. You know, you're sitting there with your, with your pants all hiked up. Talking, I do that. Like you. But yeah, anyway, Urkel, or not Urkel, a little, little Bow Wow, he went through that stage and then he grew up a little bit. Don't call me Little Bow Wow no more. I'm Bow Wow. And then from there, was like, my name is Shad Moss. I don't care how old you get, young man. You look by a while to me. No disrespect. It's just how I know you. I don't know Shad Moss, you know? And then you get addicted to that. You get addicted to, you can't be riding around the Ford Escort or what, Toyota Corolla. Even though it's paid off, like, no, man, I got to get that new, new, that hot, hot. So then what you do, you pimp your life out, man. You on a, the reality TV shows and you're over chasing these hot chicks, you know? And I brought this up because I went to go get my daughter some hair from the hair beauty supply place. I, know, I realize how old that's now. I went to the beauty supply place to get my daughter some hair, right? And now, you know, I'm going, I'm asking people, I don't know, I'm, look, man, I'm looking for this. And I told Zion, send me exactly what you need, the specification, specs, and where I go talk to the, the, the man to get the stuff, right? So I'm buying the stuff. I got bags of yakky weave or whatever it's called. And, and as I go through the door, again, I don't know what it is about me and doors, but I turn, I see Bow Wow, man. They got his face blown up big, right? And he over there, it's like four or five of them. Bow Wow do-rags. I don't know what they call him. He'll he a do-rag model, bro. 
Like you didn't how the mighty have fallen, man. You was nine years old with gold records on your wall. I don't even know what they make gold records. Maybe it's a symbolic thing. You know? Cause I I wanted to do the, do the records play. If you took a gold record, put it on the record player, what it play? I don't know. Man, did you hawk the gold records and now you are here selling fashionable do-rags? Like this is what we doing, cuz? And you sitting there still trying to give you, trying to give you that gangster look. Hey, look, man, just because I'm in the beauty supply store, right next to the front lace wigs, you know what I'm saying? 13 inch stenches. The 13 inches? They got 13 or 36 inches? 36 inches? Yeah, I'm over here with the 36 extendo. You talking about Draco like a gun? No, man, that yakky weed. Like, oh, man, come on, bro. Get your life together. That's when you get your life over to Jesus. Like, do a mace. You know, become a preacher. And speaking of Urkel, um, we did see him grow up in front of us, you know, but that's the thing, right? You start something when you're young and you don't think that's going to be the end of your story, right? Little Bow Wow didn't think it was going to go from Bow Wow to Bow to Old Dog to, you know, clean up on Island 13. That ain't the move, right? But, you know, as a young man, women go someplace. Urkel had a doll, y'all, a doll. And he pulled the string and like, you know, I ain't doing that. And he, he probably says the most stuff, but that was the main one. Imagine putting your dick kids through college over something you did when you was 13. Because you think, I got so much more to give. I got range. Yes, I was Urkel, but I was also security guard number five. Like I, But that's a, that's a big step to fall, you know? Back in my day, brought to you by Nostalgia. Shining the night. They used to have these old commercials, right? It was for Life Cereal. Now, uh, Life Cereal was kind of like checks, I guess. It wasn't very good cereal from my memory. If memory serves correct, we didn't really get those. If you just gonna get some cereal, you go hard to paint. You know, you go Frosted Flakes, you go Captain Crunch. You're like, you're gonna do some mouth damage. You know, Captain Crunch, that's gonna scar the, the roof of your mouth. You know, Frosted Flakes, you gotta let them soak a little bit. But you had, you had like 30, 45 seconds to get it down. Cause eating Frosted Flakes was like eating broken glass. But like if you had like, yeah, let's sit for a second and at that time, bam, 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 get it up in there, right? Well, Life Cereal, they had this commercial. Now the commercial was old when I was a kid, you know. But what it was is the kids, they was like, uh, it was like three white kids, because that's all that could do commercials back in those days. White kids. So they sitting there, they got turtlenecks on, they were real tight. That was like the 70s, late 70s, whatever. And the little kid be like, you eat it. And the other kid pushed the bowl to the kid, like, uh-uh, you eat it. Like two little kids pushing, I don't want that, you eat it. And there was a black parent, they be like, both of y'all better eat that cereal. It was one bowl of cereal for some reason. But and they be like, let's give it to Mikey. And they both turn, it's a little kid with a little bowl cut, you know, probably six, seven. They say, Yeah, give it to Mikey, he'll eat anything. And they push the ball in front of Mikey, and Mikey kind of shrugged his shoulders, like, you start going in, right? And they was like, well, Mikey, how is it? Mikey, I ain't got no time to talk, because I'm getting this cereal. Now, my thing is this. We all remember Mikey. I don't remember the other two kids. And then he was Mikey from the Life Cereal Box. I could probably Google it right now and see what he up to. But my thing is, that was like 70, so he probably like 45. You know, now imagine Mikey going out there, maybe he got divorced twice, spending that cereal money, thought it was gonna keep coming in, but then he out there, right? He just out there at the turkey twerk or something, right? So he's sitting there at the bar, looking at his drink or whatever, slowly taking shots of Rick, I was gonna say Rick, but whiskey, right? And then some woman remember him, but she the same age group, so she like 50. In fact, she in the club, she probably lived a hard life. She smoking cigarette stuff. She got that raspy voice, that smoker's voice. Hey, how you doing, young man? Even on the same age. I'm alright, how you doing? He going for all the stuff, he ain't got the bowl cut no more. She was like, light a woman drink, light a woman cigarette. He like, here you go, don't even look up at it, because he already know what's happening. He's like, I know you're doing that. You look familiar. He's like, no, you don't know me. Turn his head a little bit. Say, like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do, you Mikey. He like, yeah, I'm Mikey. Yeah, Mikey. You look awfully good, Mikey. He like, thanks. He look at her, and it's, it's all bad, right? She like, yo, Mikey, who you still eating that thing? Who you still eating that thing? (laughs) 
And he leaves with her, man, because that's all he can get. That's his life, man. It's over here picking up strange women who lack fiber in their diet, so they eat check cereal, man. It's, it's a rough, rough game, is what I'm saying. Um, let's see. Oh, speaking of, well, that's a bad transition, but speaking of older ladies, but not like loose old ladies, not like that, not push gifts or whatever. Speaking of older ladies, um, I have a neighbor, sweet lady, very sweet lady. Uh, uh, I'm gonna call her Miss uh, Shalanda, right? Shalanda. She's she's good people, right? She's really sweet. She she is the type of neighbor, and she's an older lady, so I show her the respect. You know, I come down my car. She, and like a bitch, she's in the yard or something. If I'm not paying attention, like, oh, so you just gonna walk by and not say nothing? I was like, how you doing, Miss Shalanda? How you doing, baby? I said, pretty good, right? I told Miss Shalanda, I said, if you ever need something, you know, you got my number, just give me a call, not a problem. Because you know that's what you do. You're supposed to take care of older people. You're not supposed to just let them fend for themselves, right? So, Miss Shalanda, I see her. She's bringing in groceries into our house. A lot of groceries, like a whole bunch of groceries. And you know, you gotta do that, that, that nice gentleman thing. Part my car, Miss Shalanda, what is you doing? Oh, baby, I'm just trying to get these groceries in the house. I say, Miss Shalanda, you better put them groceries down. You know, you got that walker. You better, look, don't worry about it. Let me get your groceries. Say, oh, baby, you so sweet. Oh, yes, ma'am. Right? So I grab, because I don't believe in making no two trips. You know, I had that, mom ain't raised no two trips. Guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one trip or nothing. Can't tell you how many loads of bread I didn't smash, how many cartons of eggs, like if you carton of eggs, you might have three eggs in there. Like, but we have omelets for dinner. Like, I ain't making no no two trips. That used to be the move. Now I'm a little older. Two trips is <laughs> a little bit more acceptable. Right? So she got so much growth. I made like, I made like like four trips. I was very defeated. So I'm helping. She's like, are you sure it's no problem? I know, ma'am, I'm struggling on your weight. Right? I'm like, no, I got it. Like, just move out of my way, right? Put all stuff up in there. And my mom always told me, somebody offer you some money. You know, you 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 don't accept it the first two times. And they insist. At the third time I'll best so she went, Oh baby, what what you what, what can I do? You want some money? I say, no ma'am, I'm just happy to do it. We neighbors. It's my pleasure. She was like, oh, baby, you sure? I, I got some money around here now. I think she's going to give me some broad, broad money, right? I take broad money, but she was like, I got my bag around here somewhere, baby. You sure you don't want them? I said, no, ma'am. I, look, put your, your money's no good here, right? I went for that third time. The next time, I look, I got to have it, right? She's like, okay, well, I asked you twice. Now, I think look, the old woman, she knew the move, right? Y'all twice out there, I ain't going to force you, right? She gave me a Gatorade, though, so that was cool. So anyway, I told her, if she ever needs something, just give me a call. Well, New Year's Eve, right? It's like, well, that's New Year's Day. It's like 12.05, right? She's like, Tony, I'm trying to look. I got the, the, the doorbell that got the, 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 the camera on it. I said, the ring? Yeah, I got the ring. And then I, I can't see nothing. I've been there. I was able to see something. Now I can't see. So I said, well, ma'am, I go. You know, check around, make sure everything cool. It's not a problem. Okay, would you do that? I say yes, ma'am. She got them. She on my cell phone. So I go out there, letting the drink go off, right? Oh, baby, what is that? I say, well, ma'am, they shooting. It's New Year's. Well, get yourself in the house. I say, ma'am, you know they shooting up. You know, in this guy. She said, I said, get in that house, boy. Yes, ma'am. Got in the house. She said, was my house okay? I said, yes, ma'am. Now, oh, she okay. All right, would you check on the rest of my house? Tomorrow, I say okay. Yes, ma'am. I think she need a night watchman, but I love her. All right, so we're gonna take a break, and we will be back after a few words from our sponsor. And we're back. Um. Now, I did tell Miss Dorothy uh, she could make me some food. You know, I was she was like, well, let me give you something. But she ain't off no money that second time. I said, Miss Dorothy, you know what you can do? That would mean a lot to me. She's like, tell me, baby, what, what, what can I do for you? 
I say, next time you cook something, you know, I, I love a plate. That's all you got to do for me. She's like, well, what do you like? Do you like field beans? Ma'am, I adore them. Don't know what field beans are, but I wouldn't, you know, this old lady. You know, she's cooking anyway. Just make it. You know. I don't even know. Don't get me started on that. Because for me to be 41-ish, not 41, 41. Ain't a woman made. Uh, mm, no, let me take this back. I mean, I got like two plates in my whole life. My whole adult life. Okay, we're going to take a, a detour just for a second. Right? I remember, right, back in my day, right, when people came to visit my aunts, right, if it was a, a male caller, you know, she made some food. It might be a plate for Mr. Jim, you know, Mr. Richard or something. Like, it, it might have been a plate for, 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 for the man's and them. After the babies ate, you know, she ate or whatever, and he was coming by anyway, maybe cut some grass or something. It might be a plate for Mr. Jim, you know. And I, I can't, mm, I ain't got no plate, right? I think <laughs> somebody lied to me, right? It, ain't, it don't feel right. Like, I, okay, hey. I had people, yo, would you mind helping me move? Of course I'll help you move. And they just say thank you. Man, ain't no plate, ain't no exchanging of the foods for the services or nothing. I just, <laughs> that touched me. That kind of upset me a little bit. I digress. Um, speaking of the, the field things or whatever, I had, I was having a conversation with somebody and this thought just flew into my head. There are people who don't like certain foods. Personally, I don't like mushrooms. I don't like it because every time I explain this, it doesn't sound like it makes sense, but it makes perfect sense in my head. So hopefully it makes sense to you, right? Whenever I eat mushrooms, I feel like they squeak in between my teeth. Does, it, does, does anybody know what that, I mean, can they relate to that? I know some people who like mushrooms, they can't, you know, vibe with that and that's fine but I'm saying like every time I eat mushrooms it feel like they squeak in between my back teeth and I don't like that you know I don't like okra because when I was younger my mom she used to make them slimy she liked them slimy so I always thought that okra was slimy right I didn't know you could just cook them like regular just steam them lightly right and I remember my mom's like eat the okra I don't want the okra I'm like eat the okra Oh, she's like, would you try that? Because if you don't try it, then you hurt my feelings. At least try the okra. Okay, I'll try the okra. Well, I let it sit there. It was the last thing on my plate. So, you know, first of all, it was slimy when it was warm. And now it's cold. So it's like a cold loogie. Somebody else's loogie. Like, I don't, don't want to eat this. Right? So that was just the association. Right? There's some people who don't like certain things. And I was sitting there having this conversation with somebody. I was like, I want to do can cannibals say they don't like something? You know, I used to work in prison and I knew a couple guys who were cannibals. Well, one guy, called a mountain man. Allegedly he killed a woman. I can say allegedly whenever I talk about criminal stuff. Allegedly he killed his old lady because she was cheating on him. And he threw in the trunk and he would just be driving and he would just stop the car and occasionally just, I guess, like, like jerky. Like just go with a big knife and cut some meat up off of her, you know, and it was just gnawing on it, man. Now, my thing is this, if Mountain Man, if I give him some pizza, right, and he like, hey, bro, I, I don't like pineapple. Like, the nerve of you. How you how you don't like pineapples? You ate a whole woman. Like, I don't know how much to eat off of her before they found her, but, I mean, I think any is too much, right? No, bro, I don't like the, I don't like the way it's squeaking my back teeth. Oh, really? You done had a whole butt cheek sandwich. You telling me you don't like the way the pineapples? No, man, I just, I don't believe pineapples belong on pizza. Well, I don't believe human flesh belongs in a person's face. But maybe I'm just old fashioned like that. You know, I don't know. I don't eat that. Well, you don't eat people. I think I meant and just the one guy. And the thing is, when you read a story in the newspaper, they don't give you the grisly, the grisly details. They just give you, oh, a man was found with a woman, you know, in the car. No, a man was found with a corpse of a woman in the car. And, and they ain't gonna tell you that, you know, his brother was nibbling on her thigh meat. <laughs> He's had his own turkey turkey. 
<laughs> Coming to the stage, Giblet. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Okay, so I was thinking about the animal, the cannibal thing, because you know you're not supposed to eat people. You know, yeah, you can nibble on one's neck or yellow, but you ain't supposed to take a whole little piece up out of it, right? So. I like the guy. His name is David Attenborough. I think that's his name. The guy who does the what is it? The the what's the United Kingdom? The Animal Kingdom. He's that he's that posh British guy. He does the the, the voiceover for animal documentaries. Like it'll be uh, let's see, it'll be like uh, the Serengeti, right? I, I I don't know why this guy be more places. I always go to Serengeti. I don't even know what the Serengeti. I think it's a desert, right? All right. No, not the Serengeti. The Mounts, the Gobi. The Gobi Desert. Yeah, there we go. He has showed the Gobi Desert, right? And it shows like a little mouse scurrying right there. Like, in the Gobi Desert, the tumultuous tit mouse scurries to find shelter from the incoming sandstorm. Right? Real posh, real British, right? Then like the camera move over and then it'd be like a snake. And, and the snake be like setting up a trap. Looking all deep is the camera all up in his face. I don't know how to get those angles. It's like the, the animals is actors, right? They'd be like, and here we have the elusive, the cunning sound viper, setting up a trap for the titular titanops. Right? And then like they show and they they be like in screen together, like perfectly balanced and stuff, right? And then the, the titmouse be moving around and the British guy come back in like Never know that the sun viper can feel the vibrations and is ready to snap with hungry jaws. Hungry like the wolf. And, and, and then like from there, the, the mouse moves closer. Moving closer. The mouse is in perilous danger. Right? And then all of a sudden the mouse, the, the, the snake, the viper. Strikes with lightning fast wrist reflexes. The viper has found its prey, and the titmouse shan't see another day. Like, he's so posh, right? And I was thinking about like an animal, right? I don't know, some kind of animal. Let's say a bear, right? <laughs> a hungry bear, right? In the Jellystone forest. A hungry bear wearing a top hat any time searches desperately for his next meal. Right, the bears walk around. I don't know why I want to say the bear go boom, 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 boom. That's like an elephant sound, right? So the elephant, no, sorry. The bear's walking. And, uh, you know, and I want to say the bear sees an animal, right? Out of the corner of his eye, the bear has spotted his next meal. Right? Uh, something the bear doesn't eat. Uh, porcupine, right? That the curious porcupine daintily makes his way across the forest floor. Right? And the bear is like hungry, right? But he wants to eat the porcupine. And I just, I imagine the bear like going to like about to swipe on his paw and eat him and stuff. And the British guy comes up. Like, Unfortunately, the bear is not known to eat the porcupine, so porcupine gets to live another day like who tells the animal he not supposed to eat the animal like you know like when you watch a documentary they say okay well this is a what a mongoose right mongoose eat <laughs> mongoose mongoose eat like these three things and if you starve and like somebody said you can't eat that no you can't eat the rabbit like but i i think i can like i'm hungry enough to try they were like i'm sorry unfortunately this is what the branch says, and you're not known to eat those. But I think I'd really like it if you just let me take a bite up out of it. No, you can't. That's not for you. What's that rapper boy say? Uh-uh, it's acting for you. Okay. Now, that sound you heard was a piece of paper flapping. Somebody, one of my first listeners, they say, I love to hear you flip the paper. And somebody said, you shouldn't flip paper because it sounds so unprofessional. Well, you know what? Tough. <laughs> Tough tit mouse. <laughs> um, speaking of the British accent thing, I am easily impressed. I realize that. 
I don't think that's a bad thing, though. Like, uh, I, British accents, I don't know why. You can be a garbage man with the proper British accent, because there's, there's certain, I use British as an encompassing term. The fact of the matter is, there's multiple, there's, you know, it's Europe, it's a continent, there's more than just British. But, you know what I mean, that, that, that English, that high class, that upper crust English, with the, like the, the Queen. Like dumb accents, they sound proper. I, you can be a garbage man, but I like those accents. And it's really weird to see a black person. I'm not gonna say weird. It's it makes my brain shut down when I see a black person with that accent, just because you you just don't expect it. It's not what you put to it. Like if I if I hear a, a black person, a black woman, like put the put the rubbish in the bin. I don't know what. The, yes, I'm gonna do it. You could be mentally handicapped as long as you sound properly British. Yes. Speaking of which, a couple years ago, I was with an inmate, right? My previous profession. I'm at the emergency room with this guy. I don't know what happened to him. I can't remember. Um, But I'm sitting there. He's chained up. And I tell him, like, look, when we go up in here, you know know what it is, right? He's like, yeah. I say, when I move, you move. He said, just like that. And I was like, boom, you got it. Like, I didn't let the, the excitement hit me like that. But that's an old ludicrous song. When I move, you move. Just like that? Yeah. Because otherwise, I'm going to tackle you in front of these people. You're going to get beat up <laughs> wearing handcuffs. It's not a fight, but I can't let you hurt these people, right? So we're sitting in the emergency room. And um, it's a, there's a woman, a black woman sitting right across from me. Now, I'm on duty, so like we sitting away from people. We try to keep it inconspicuous. I don't want to make these people nervous. You might be, you know, eating people. You know, they don't know. So I just, we over in the cut. And they called her name. And she was like, I'll be there in a second. Like, I was like, whoa, British. Like, my brain short-circuited. It was, and I was like, man, like, that is, I just wanted to go over and say hi. Just to hear her keep talking. Like, I love golf now. Like, how you do that? You know, root toot toot to you too. Like, that's dope. But... Not to pick up on her, you know, and, and honestly, you know, it's an emergency room. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, maybe she's not in a chatty mood. But to hear that, like, I'll be the, I'm not, like, I'm like, whoa, that's dope, that's dope. Um, but I noticed something. I was listening to, what's that woman's name? Adele. I was listening. <laughs> Real quick, I, I, don't like when I do that, but I can't help it. Like, what's that woman's name? And then I answer myself, it's like a crazy person, right? Like, what's that woman's name? Who? The woman who sings the song. What woman? The British woman. Adele. That's right, Adele. Like, we both know what's going on here. Anyway, um, yeah, I was listening to Adele sing, and when she talks, she's super English, right? She sounds like, hey, spot a chap that cop now. Hey, fancy a back rob. Put the rubbish in the boots, don't you know? You know? Still, that was Canadian, but still. But when she sings, she don't have the British accent. Like Ed Sheridan, he's the same way, right? When he sings, he don't sound like he talk. Like how does how does that work? How sway? I don't I don't know, but I find that I find that really weird because allegedly, well, I guess technically, English, the English that we speak in America. America without the accent is an offshoot of the European way they talk. So technically, they talk, they talk it proper. Like we we don't. Right? Okay, so why when they sing, they're singing the way we talk. Okay, I know you can't answer me, and I know there's some smart people like Will Tony. Shibushi, bushi, 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 whatever the heck. I get it. I don't, but I will. I'll, I will. I'll get it. Fair enough. All right. Um. Yeah, I didn't know. I learned this, right? So I try my best to learn something new every week. Speaking of accents, apparently goats have accents. So a goat that's Scottish doesn't sound like a goat, at least to another goat. An American goat. Okay, a Scottish goat does not sound to the other goats like an American goat. Like they, and apparently they don't understand each other. 
I know it's like I've been taking drugs, but I read this. But my thing is, how do you test that hypothesis? If if a goat can't understand another goat, but they 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 talk with each other, they, they say bad. That's what they do. Bad. That's it, right? So there's nothing complex about that. Now, if I'm saying next to a Mexican cat and I don't speak Mexican, if the Mexican man says, I need you to go over there, pick up three sticks, bring me back three sticks, break one stick, and bury the other two. If I look at him like I'm stupid, then you obviously know there's a, there's a miscommunication, right? That, that, that's a quantifiable thing. Tony did not understand why the Mexican man wanted him to bury sticks. So I just stood there, right? A goat is not telling another goat nothing super important where the goat couldn't understand. It's like the goat's like, look, your mom only has three days to live. Unfortunately, we can't find another goat heart and the goat searcher is in Guatemala. I'm sorry, you must say goodbye to your goat mom. And another goat looking at him like you're stupid, like goats don't have... <laughs> goats don't have intelligent conversations is what I'm saying. I don't let that go. Another thing that impresses me a whole bunch, people who can use the words like implement and utilize like in a sentence. Like I was at a meeting at my new job and the guy says, we need to start implementing these new tools to blah, 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 blah. And I promised when he said implement, I was like, ooh, that's a big word. That's multisyllabic there. That's multiple syllables implement that was a, a, a one of my spelling words back in sixth grade look at you and he was like if we utilize these tools we can maximize the productivity and blah 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 blah. he said utilize i'm like oh man tell utilize utility like it was like <laughs> the words the it, it, I, I those words like it sound like you you talking business if we implement what we learned in the fourth quarter and utilize a more uh, aggressive strategy, we can ingratiate ourselves into a new populace. Oh, yes, I, I want to be a part of it. I want to do that. Like I don't know what it is, but it hyped me up. Yeah, people could use the word like implement, utilize, ingratiate. Uh, there's another good one. Uh, where? What is it? It's like a word. Integrate, not ingratiate. Integrate. Yeah, we can integrate other. And then I like what people use. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably. If you want me to go do something, yeah, use some words. I need you to implement your the verticality of your body to utilize the grip of your outer extremities to grab the box from the higher shelves. You mean you want me to grab something that's high and bring it to you because you love you little? Yes. Boom, I'm going to grab all the stuff that's on the high shelf and give it to my little friend who's on the low shelf. I like it. <laughs> I do. Okay. Um. Let's see. I don't know why I woke up out of the middle of my sleep. I was dead asleep, and I woke up, and I keep my phone right next to my bed. That way I can write down certain things. And I woke up, <laughs> and I wrote, being a vampire is a pyramid scheme and fell right back to sleep. At the time, it was the, it was the most, the smartest thing I ever thought of, because, okay, if you think about vampires, I know this thing going all over the place, but I'm gonna try to pull it back, right? If you think about vampires, allegedly, depending on which, not the twinkle light, starlight ones, twilight, not them, right? All right, so there's a main vampire, right? And then he bites people, right? He bites the people. And then they become vampires, right? Now, from there, either you suck the blood out of everybody and kill them, or you bite somebody else and you make them a vampire, right? And then from there, go on, go on, go on. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Why the fuck I cracked the Benji code? It's a pyramid. Look at it, people. Look at it. Soil and green is people. Vampires eat people. But the thing is, if you kill the top vampire, allegedly everybody else dies. That's just, to me, that's the, that's the definition of a pyramid scheme. If you bite two people, and they bite two people, and they bite four people, everybody wearing Mary Kay lipstick. That's just, that's science. Okay. Um, so 
speaking of vampires, uh, <laughs> my friend, I was on the phone and it was Christmas time and John Legend got this new song. Hold on, let me use my phone. Let me find this song. He's get John Legend got this new song. And once my friend told me this, I couldn't unhear it. This is the new John Legend. They said, new John Legend. Hold on, let me you know. All right, I'm pretty sure a commercial gonna play, but just deal with it. All right, somebody said, oh, Jesus. Somebody said, John Legend sounds like Count Chocolate. And ever since I, they said that, I can't not hear it. So this is their song, right? This is doing Christmas time. Call you deserve it all. I ain't gonna play the whole thing, but just I want you to just think of Count Chocolate on the on the piano. You've given me the world. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so I got you something special just because. Just because. A gift that's perfect. Yes. And you're more than worth it. One, one gift. It's everything that you've been dreaming of. Two, two gifts. It's my love language. I'm going to have three, three wonderful gifts. One more time. You deserve it all. Yes, you do. You deserve it all. You know you've been good on you. You've been good on you. Like he does to me. And now that I've heard it, I can't unhear it. Okay. Um. Speaking of... The guy, right? The guy that I saw pushing his new suitcase starting off uh, 2022 in the worst way. I don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't get me wrong. Dressing nice is fine. Like my cousin Jay, immaculate dresser. He, he, he dresses fine. He dresses nice. Um, I there's something about a nice dressed guy. To me, a nice dressed guy wouldn't help you move a couch. Not me as a person, like, I just, as a, a woman, okay, women, you got this nice guy, he's got the manicured nails, right? He's got the, the nice, he gets his haircut once a week. He got the shoes and matches outfit and all that stuff, right? To me, that's the guy, if you was at your house, you were like, you know what, um, I don't know, some cool name, uh, and the bad thing that his birth name, everybody just called him that because that's his, that's what he wanted to be called, right? He was a nerd, he was Darnell, but now he did a couple push-ups, got some abs. He Darius, Darius, Aquarius, Jamarius, whatever, right? Yo, Darius, Jacare, Aquarius, Mark, would you pick up the couch, please, so I can sweep on the couch? Oh, babe, I got my, my Givenchy uh, polo with my true religion jeans, which I know that's an old... <laughs> that's not cool anymore. I don't even know what these kids wear anymore. You know, and these guys, his case was all white case was, so he won't pick up the couch. Woman, you ask me to pick up that couch. I pick it up, move it. We can move the refrigerator suite behind there too. Like, I just, dudes that dress too nice, to me, it's like it's, your outfit matches your car there. All right, Mary. Like, this. Oh, you wearing a purse? No, I'm sorry. This is a merch. This is a Gucci limited edition. Dude. You grown man, dog. Like I don't, mm -mm. I can't respect you. Like I mean, and I, I can't respect you. It's like I know when it's time to get down, down for some action. You ain't the brother, right? You gotta go home and change out of your school clothes before things get real. Oh, you spilled the macchiato on my uh, mole hair blazer and my velveteen. <laughs> I can't think of other clothes. A uh, turtleneck, not turtleneck. Uh, the thing, the V-neck, the not the. <laughs> <laughs> what a vest. <laughs> that's the word. I just don't know. Women, I just, I mean, that's what you want. You know, does that brother get a plate? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Sweater, sweater vest gets a plate? And uh, steel toe brother, <laughs> he don't get no plate. I got, I, I'm getting down to the bottom of why I ain't got no plate. That's, that's just what it is. All right, um... Now, it's time for the BTP news. All right, so for the uninitiated, the premise is real simple, right? So I give me a couple headlines that I think are funny. I don't read them. I did the headline is intriguing. And then from there, 
If I can, I will grab the article and then we'll read it together. After we use the power of imagination to try and figure out how do we get to this situation. All right. So, uh, give me one second, man. All right. Uh, and here we go. Our first story. Let's see. Um, okay. Archaeologists. <clears throat> let me say. Let me try it again. Archaeologists discover world's oldest breakup letter at Neo-Babylonian site. All right. Now. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess this is pretty. <laughs> self-explanatory, right? I mean, the archaeologist. How do you become an archaeologist? I mean, it seems like we grew up, you know, with Indiana Jones. They made it look super exciting, right? Bull whips and fedora hats and, you know, strange design location and you had to race the Nazis and there was guys with turbans and hats, you know, not turbans, not swords and, you know, whatnot. But now, I don't think that's the case. I think you spend more time. I don't think a lot of archaeologists go on digs and stuff. I, to me, it seems like you probably do a lot of reading and researching, but not like a whole bunch of um, infield, you know, out there, out there with the, with the brush and stuff. That's just my personal opinion, right? All right, so let's see what happens. Uh, it's going to be an intern because no one wants to be out and hide desert neo-babylonia so that's new babylon i don't know where that would be in the world it sounds like somewhere in the middle east All right so you got an intern out there and maybe can help maybe he was going through a breakup right so he figured he joined the peace corps somehow he became an archaeologist so he's in the place because he's trying to get away from stephanie you know i call her heffany you know because he broke broke her heart she's a heifer right so he's got a little paintbrush and he's over it kind of just dusting off the little bones. Well, not bones, I guess. Yeah, yeah people died bleeding tablets. Yeah, he's dusting off the bone, right? And then from there, he's like sitting there, he's like, man, no one knows my pain. Stephanie, I mean Hefany, I mean Stephanie was the best woman ever, and we used to watch Netflix and chill. You know, she was she was the Laverne to my Shirley. She was uh, the little Kim to my Biggie. You know, she, she understood me like nobody else. Not knowing it's Stephanie, she just liked him. You know, she was young. She was just something to do. You know, she was in town for a couple of weekends, you know, resting off from the turkey twerk. You know, it wasn't that special, but to him, that meant everything. And that's that's the part. You know, we be thinking the things don't be meaning much to other people, but it's the small things, moving the couch, not having to put on a, a bow wow do rag to do it. Just get up there and do it. Anyway. And then he thinking, no one on earth knows what he's been going through. And as he's wiping off the bones, he come across a tablet, right? Pull the tablet about the ground, he's looking at it. And he knows how to read New Babylonian, right? Cause he's he a smart guy like that. He only seen side poop, he ain't seen whole poop, right? So he's sitting there and he's reading it. And then from there, he's like, dude, I'm not alone. I mean, this brother was alive years and years ago, but he knows what I'm going through. And if he can get through it, <laughs> Technically, he did get through it. He's dead, but I mean, the sweet release of death. How about that? Okay, let's see. What is the story? You know, there is a pause button. I could just as easily hit the pause button. But to me, that don't feel real. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm so put together. I'm such a, okay, let's see story um archaeologists discovered world's oldest breakup letter at neo-babylonian site a tablet discovered this year suggests that neo-babylonian neo-babylonians may have been the first to start writing breakup letters i don't think that's true i think everybody okay <clears throat> the tablet begins quote news has reached me via the upper euphrates that you were visiting with my childhood friend nabisa I can say the name because he's dead by now, right? I am devastated by this betrayal as you are one of my favorite concubines. 
you have until the end of the month to pick up your flax shawls and sandals or else I would donate them to the temple of the moon god. Basically, she like, get your head, get your head and get out. Waiting to exhale. Like, dude, and my thing, <laughs> wait a minute. Reading is, you the toxic boy for real, for real. He said, man, you was one of my favorite concubines, man. Like, I spent all my cash with you. You out here, you visiting people in the upper Euphrates? No, could. It all goes down the upper Euphrates. It goes down the Euphrates. That's not the beat to that song, but you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, I was out here doing my dirt, but you don't get a brother back like that. You up in the upper Euphrates. You, what you what you you out here what because the brother got in the what the, the the boat he got a canoe got an ark he out here shining in the ark and you up you riding right two by two and you just up there just waving like you miss america even though america ain't been discovered yet you know what i don't need this pick up your mm, or else the moon got us gonna have us a new javinci uh red bottom sandals right get, get together baby all right so let's see um our next story Cops beat up teen after bank teller mistakes his erection for a pistol. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> Yo, man. The crazy thing, I did see the picture of the guy's face. Like, this young boy, they, it's like they, he had a black eye. And I'm not laughing at the, the abuse, right? He had a black eye and he had like one of them neck braces on. And he looked at the, he was looking like when he took the picture, he was in the hospital bed. <laughs> the picture was like, bruh. <laughs> like he had to look like, can you believe this? Like, cause the brother packing heat. They thought I was packing heat. Like, what what kind of hating, hating ass word is this? The brother can't walk around. He was happy to get paid. Alright, so this is the story, right? Young brother, man, you know. I mean, he just got paid, so he ain't dressed up all fancy, right? He just wearing some regular boots, some steel toe boots. You know what I'm saying? Just got off of work, right? Look a little disheveled, but you know, the brother work hard. He's a young dude, young team. Let's say he cutting grass or something, right? Got grass stains and stuff. He wearing them tight pants, these little stretchy tight pants that these young boys is wearing, right? So he goes to the cash register, right? He happy, it's payday. He about to go out here, you know, live it up, right? John Legend, live it up, uh, 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 right? So he slides a little, the little, the paper check to it, like, like, can I get my money back in ones and fives? I got a turkey twerk to get to, right? And um, the woman, she, she had to be a white woman, and apparently she ain't used the brothers back in heat, right? So she see the bulge, right? And she like, okay, I, just a second. She hit the side of the lawn, right? Because I'm, man, that crib ain't packing heat like that, right? And you know. The sign alarm trip, right? They see the young black man sitting there. He probably wearing a mask. We all wearing masks, right? And you know, like, what seems to be the problem? Like, get down, get down, get down, whatever. I can't bend at the waist, man. I got a whole situation. I'm really excited to get paid, right? My thing, and, and then they just whooped him across the face, like, because I'm pretty sure if you if you think somebody got a pistol, right? You the police, you got to grab for that pistol. The thing is. <laughs> You, feeling, you ain't feeling nothing but meat. Oh, you gay. <laughs> like, you ain't gay for doing your job, but the thing is, because you're going to grab a race band, you're looking for the pistol, so you're going to look a little deeper. You're going to grab, you know, you gonna, you got a handful of sausage. You know what I'm saying? And then the thing is, you're looking for a pistol, you're looking for sausage. So then you're going to pat around again, come back to the sausage, and you're like, what is this? What is this? Grabbing it all, you know, recklessly. That's my penis, sir. Like, ugh, you gay. And I think because he had a handful of penis, he was punching, he started whooping the young teen in the face. Like, you know, what you doing with all that? Ain't nobody supposed to have all that. Uh-uh, they ain't, they ain't how God made people, right? Fun fact, y'all. The last time I did a story uh, about something like this nature, like somebody grabbing somebody's penis, it was, what was it? It was a story about the two, <laughs> two Siamese brothers. Obviously, they were Siamese they together. They brother. Yeah, they brothers. They Siamese brothers. A conjoint. That's the word we say now. We don't say Siamese. Two conjoint brothers. And they were conjoined like at the hip or something. There was only one penis. So they had to share the penis. And then one brother <laughs> was pressing charge on the other brother for touching. I'm sorry. For touching the penis while he was asleep. And, uh, 
So basically, and my thing is, if you go to jail, like you going with him, but he was like, look, enough, enough. We don't, don't be touching while I'm sleeping. I, somebody got on me and said, oh my God, Tony, are you gay? I said, no, why you say that? Because when you did the voices, you seem so excited to talk about penises. I said, do you, do you not get the hilarity in that? Like they both have to share a penis and then one brother's touching a whole bunch and the other brother don't want to touch it. So there's sexual assault. Like there is comedy there, right? Yeah, baby, see, you got stupid excited. Your voice got stupid. How are you talking about penises? Fair enough, I guess. But yeah, it's still hilarious. Like, just thinking about it, like, don't touch it. <laughs> like, what's the charges going to be? Like, okay. <laughs> and my thing is, and they're like 50-something. The thing is, if he gets convicted, you going to jail. Y'all share one penis and one butthole. So, <laughs> It's not funny and it goes down in the DM, but that's what's gonna happen. Like, I guess that shows that. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Let me see if I have a story. Uh, no, it's just a picture of him looking like a bruised turd with his face whooped on. Hmm. Anyway, um,. I think that's gonna be the two stories. I, I think we're gonna we, we didn't ran this one kind of long. All right, y'all. Um, this has been fun. You know, this is a new year, especially new and great things out of everybody. So I hope y'all, you know, get your mind state, get your mind, uh, get get in the right mind state. That's what I got my mind made up. Come on, get into it. All right, y'all. I love y'all. Be sweet. If you have any time, you got come. What comments, criticisms, concerns? 219-964-7784. Yo, you know, maybe I can help you talk you through a situation, text you through a situation. I'm here. Uh what else? Uh if you like this, you know, whether you listen to the podcast, like, share, subscribe. You know, that way when a new one comes out, you got it. Right? All right, fam. I love y'all. Y'all be good. Be sweet to each other. All right, 2022. It's gonna be a great one. Peace. I gotta figure out how to cut it off. Hold on one second.